That's a hell of a job this week, fellas. That's a way to believe in yourselves. That's a way to stick together. All right, and that's a way to compete for 60 minutes. Yep. 60 yes, minutes. Sir. Great job. Great job, man. From the mouth breathers to the idiots, from TV to print, this is the Entitled Podcast Network, and this is Entitled Weekend. And welcome to a very celebratory entitled weekend. I've got Dan here with me, and this is a actually a sort of post-game entitled weekend. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday evening, a few hours after the Patriots did the unexpected and beat the Buffalo Bills. And it, it 29 to 25, it was uh a, a win that I could I can honestly say none of us expected. No, with all this, with all of the circumstances, right, Dan? I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. We'll go back, we'll go backwards later on and talk about all of the, all of the uh, action and crying that happened before the game. But about this game, Dan, it was, I mean, from right from the get go, the Patriots seemed to be all right. I mean, even with all the injuries that that you know, the the list was almost like an Encyclopedia Britannica of of injuries, it just seemed like everything was okay. I mean, on the first play on offense uh, for Buffalo, Josh Allen tried to hit Dawson Knox with the right sideline pass. Jabril Peppers, who's been an absolute beast, jumped in front of him and made the interception. And they score their first points off a turnover with Zeke Elliott. So right there, I said, wow, something's different about this game compared to, I would say, every other game this season, even the Jets game. So what you think about it? And first of all, I mean, first of all, are you happy? Because you know there are a lot of people out there who are unhappy with this. And if you are, then you need to jump off the, the Zaken Bridge right now. <laughs> well, when you said it was celebratory, I said for who? Thoughts and prayers out to <laughs> all the Pats fans who saw their team win today. Pretty rough. Sorry. Uh, yeah, they're having, I mean, they're having a funeral. Super enjoyable game. I mean. It's amazing to me when I'm, you know, I, I I need to stay off Twitter more when I'm watching the game, just because it's that's what it's for. You're not supposed to be into the social media. Let that water the experience down for you. You should love and enjoy, you know, the game you've waited all week. You only get so many of these games. This is this isn't like baseball, not even like basketball. It's literally 17 regular season games, and if you're lucky, more than that. But seeing the people already upset, how well they were doing on offense from the get-go about the tanking and saying things like, uh, if you're concerned, don't worry, these other teams, they're doing bad too. It's like, just enjoy this. Like, this is what you've been clamoring for, for a month and a half now. And now, and I kind of called this before the, I said, this would be so just Patriots and Bill Belichick. If now's the time the offense started clicking and they look, cause they're in this scenario, obviously where people are debating, well, do they do a full clean house? Do they sell, you know, draft picks, all that versus there's no shot, but I'd really love to see my team win. And are they going to just break our hearts anyways? Well, that's sports. You know, it's if they break our hearts, that, that's what sports is. It's just it's supposed to be fun. And once in a while you get your heart crushed, but 
I, everything that people had been begging for happened today for the most part. I would say 95% of it. Offense was clicking. Uh, offensive line looks fantastic. And just when on when it was at tackle, things happen. And yeah, right tackle, especially. And Strange coming back and showing how much they missed him. It, you have to have that consistency. Like, it's not just Strange, you know, having bad. It's he's going into an inconsistent line. He didn't have a preseason, so he's in. And then you have Andrews, who's sort of an anchor, if you will, and, and Brown. So you have that consistency. The one thing that I could not stand, to, like, lineman play is important to me. But also seeing Vidarian Lone there, it's just like get the guy out of the bit. Like he had a killer penalty, that, and you know I think he was ineligible man downfield or something was what he was called for at that time. Uh, but it it's just like the, this isn't the time, man. <laughs> you've you've screwed up so many times. I was surprised he was even in the game given what they had done with Onwenu and kind of figured out the interior. Um, but Bourne. And Pop were heavily involved. I mean, the annoying thing about that part of it is all these fans saying, I told you so. Like, did you? No one really knew. I mean, to have Pop starting over Juju out the gate looks pretty bad. But at the same time, you'd want that if that's the talent that you have as a rookie. Of course you want him to be better than, you know, someone that was a Super Bowl champion a year ago. Um, and Devontae Parker, he's still contributing, but I think they're... They're going to take their time getting him involved again. I I think what they did today is what I've been hoping they'd been doing for a long time. Even if it's a lot of short stuff, um, they use their tight end so well. I mean, that that was bread and butter Patriots offense today, in my opinion. Um, and just being maulers on the lines, defensive line too. Um, I mean, it sounds, you know, someone's going to say this is pathetic, being excited about a win when you're two and five, but what else are you supposed to do? Are we supposed to just, you know, be miserable? I, I mean, I guess. No, I mean, it seems yeah, like... we're, we're supposed to be, according to Ben Volan, they, they, they have to tank harder and if they want Caleb Williams. And, you know, I guess they're doing it wrong because they won. But to that point, when has tanking really worked? Like, I can't really think of a time where, like, legitimate tanking, even recently, has worked. And, yeah, there's some teams that are contenders now, but they're not, they're not, like, you know, perennial winners, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals and the, the Jacksonville Jaguars are probably the teams that people are going to point out as, oh, they, you know, they bit the bullet. They, they sucked for a while and now they're paying dividends. Are they? I mean, Jags are so up and down. Uh, Bengals are who knows what they are yet. I mean, I don't see them going back to the, you know, deep in the playoffs right now, but who knows? Like we say the same thing about the Patriots it's early enough still. There's still some uh, dust that needs to settle. But um, just saying that you, you want to tank, it's like you're already miserable. Can you really stand another five to six more years of this? No, because obviously, even if you were, okay, let's, let's say they were the Cincinnati Bengals and they had the talent of that team. They got to, you know, deep in the playoffs, they lose. And that just kind of happens on and off for a little bit. You're no better than the Patriots. Honestly, you're, you aren't. It doesn't go down in the record books that you had like a couple winning seasons out of their team's <laughs> franchise history. Like that, wow, you you risked it all just to have a couple winning seasons. Great. It's like, where are we that thirsty that we really want to tank and then go through another entire rebuild 
not even what we just went through because that wasn't a really a real rebuild. No one has the patience for it because that's why we're on here entitled. Like it's it's just it's all talk. It's all talk right now. Just like people, it's all talk about them actually knowing what's going on on the field. Um, that that was the thing that came out of today for me the most was today's game. If and I said this to you guys, it would be chaotic if they won, given the Bill Belichick news of the contract extension. If they won today, people would really lose their minds because then they're just confused because all the BSing, all the fake it till you make it, just if you, you know, bet down enough on and double down on them losing, eventually, you're, you know, a squirrel finds a nut. Eventually that's going to happen. And that's exactly what happened with the media in this market is it only took you 23 years, but it finally started happening. <laughs> like, congrats. But once they won this game against a real contender like the Bills, that was just, you know, everyone's head exploded. It's, you know, from especially anger, this team that, that's had, yeah. especially against this team that's had the Patriots number for, I would say, a number of years, and especially going into their place and doing it. So the fact that they beat them is almost, I mean, well, that, was it, the, that was like the broadcast thing before the game started was how many times the Patriots had beat them historically over the last couple decades. And then, and then they showed the six and one and uh, they said, Oh, they're gaining on them. It's like, not really. <laughs> and no. You jinxed yourself because they won today and they weren't, they had no, even for me, I, I wrote them off. I even just told you before we started, there were multiple times during the game today. I was like, it's just not going to happen. You know, just, you saw the game going in the wrong direction a few times, especially in the last quarter, last, you know, eight minutes, it was like, I'm not sure what's going to happen here, but they did it. And they, they actually played really sound football. I mean, like I said, 95% of things were improved. Um, you know, shout out to Brendan Schooler, who I think is probably, you know, him and Farrell Brown, uh, Jabril Peppers, all so underrated on this team and what they're, they're those guys. Those are Patriots. Those are real Patriots players that are yeah. They're not looking for any glory, but they're they're making the plays at the right time. They're, they're there when they need to be. And it's just about accountability and showing up. And that availability is the biggest thing for Bill Belichick. Everybody knows that. So when you're available and you can execute, you're the perfect Patriot. And those guys are doing it. Um, I mean, Mac Jones stepped up today. There, there was a couple things that I, obviously, I was yelling at my TV at those those moments, but there's a couple mistakes he made, but to, to expect him not to make any mistakes. I mean, that's, that's kind of a, it's quite an ask. Um, but I think altogether, I mean, altogether great, put a bow on it. I'm, I'm very happy. And the fact that it upset bills fans, it upset the media who were already upset about the bill extension. It's just, it was, a, yeah, it was yeah. a nice little Christmas present in October, basically. Yeah. Well, it, it was, it's amazing what a win first of all any win for your favorite team is good but then just everything that ensued with it and mac said this in his press conference and at the end of the show we'll we'll, i'll play exactly what he said but this is a building block and the way this offense has been throughout the first half of the year it's obviously it's not this is not the final product because again the, the injuries have really ravaged them especially on the line but first of all the wide receiver room runs through pop and kendrick Bourne, and you know because 
Keyshawn Boop and Juju Smith-Schuster were obviously questionable and then healthy scratches 90 minutes prior to kickoff. And then there were only three wide receivers in on, on the field at 1 o'clock. So, and then, like I said, Mac Jones, I think he – you know, they're there. And look, I've been one of those too. I, I really have not liked the way he's played the last two or three weeks, but I think a game like this goes to show that he's the guy at, at least this year. And you can't, you can't for now. tell yeah. me. Yeah. You can't tell me that. Oh, anyone else would have did, did what he did today, mm-hmm. especially considering the, the personnel that was out there. So, but when me, when you I'm, say when you say he's the guy, I think people get confused and think we're not saying he's the best in the league or anything like that. Like, yeah, or he's there forever. He, he's the only guy right now. Like you don't have yeah. Zappy, you don't have the Will Greer. Oh, the Phil Perry thing that he brought up with Will Greer probably being a fact. Like get out of here. It's never a factor. It's not happening. He's way too far away from. Like I don't think people realize how much of a gap there is after Mac Jones. And that's not that's not really praise to Mac Jones. It's just it, he's he's probably average right now in terms of what he's played like this season. Um sometimes definitely well below average. But the next three guys they're they're not any better and any miracle that they would step in and be better than what he's doing right now would be that it would be a miracle. I mean I don't think people realize that. It's like you just don't have the I think we are so jaded and also naive because of the whole Tom Brady experience that we think, oh, that that fifth to seventh rounder could just be sitting there and be the guy, like the best of all. It just it's never happened. That's never happening again. Um, you're gonna have to go about getting the next best quarterback for this franchise a different way than you did before. The whole late rounder prayer thing that's not happening, um, and the odds are just as low. So we're thinking we everyone's this is what happens when people are scared is they start acting crazy because they don't know they don't have the answers. Even the guys that say they have the answers, our media, clearly don't after being outscooped, um, looking like dummies, like most of the media was about this whole game. Um, so people are lashing out right now um, that they don't know what's going on, but. Right now, we're in the moment, live right here, and this is what you have. This is your team. It's not, you're not, you know, we're not fast-forwarding to the end of the season by next week. It's, you're going to have to take this a game at a time. So, it is what it is right now, and if they tank, you're going to be just as miserable. Think about every Sunday, if you know your team was just going to go in and just throw it in, you know, how lame that is and how boring that is. Oh, God. Don't sign me up for that, but... I'm glad that this coach is here to lead this team and not a, a you know, not a, a, a Brandon Staley or one of those and or Sean Payton right now who, you know, in the offseason, he was everyone's baby, but they're they're not faring any better than the Patriots are. So it's the I'll easiest thing in the world things. to it's the easiest thing in the world to let something go it, when you think there's something better out there. The hardest thing is to make sure that you replace that. Or to get that back. And I'm afraid if they let Bill Belichick go, which a lot of people have said, they're not going to find anyone close to Bill Belichick for some time. 
and maybe it's derived me. I don't know. But this this is the thing. This is this is where we've been spoiled by, and we're naive because of the Tom Brady experience and even the Bill Belichick experience. He's like, you think these guys are so easy to come along now? You you experienced it for twenty three years, and now you're like, oh, I, I know the plan. This is what we need to do. No one knows anything, and our whole fan base is very Monday morning quarterback too. So anything that does happen, we'll say after the fact. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was I knew that would happen, or I knew we should have done this instead of that. But we're here right now. They just won, and Bill got extended. I don't know if you want to segue to that, but yeah, we're definitely segueing to that because first of all, this whole week, like I said, the the knives were out for Bill Belichick, and and from all the people that you expect, and some of the people that you that shouldn't be talking but are, um, you had obviously you had John. Uh, I'm I'm so fat that I had to apologize to the Boston uh, to Patriots fans through the Boston Herald because of Spygate, um, talking about welcome to the bad old days. Institutional arrogance could lead the Patriots back to the dark ages. And then, and then you have uh, Bob Ryan, who uh, history says history has lessons about the dangers of Bill Belichick's concentrated power in Fox. Then you have Bob Ryan oh. who lived through the dark ages, so. Yeah, who lived exactly through those dark ages. I mean, those dark ages of six Super Bowl titles and uh, AFC Championship game appearances, and and you know, well, those were. So oh, I'm dark. talking about the real. I'm talking about the real historical dark ages. He was probably alive for, for that. He's probably. I mean, <laughs> the skeleton the, now. So. The fossils. Yeah. The fossils. Yeah. The fossil age. <laughs> and uh, but the real star of the show is Burt Breer, who he had an absolute banner week. First of all. He goes on Touch and Rich and talks about uh, his, his comments on the Colin Coward show about the Patriots future with Bill Belichick. And he's saying the comments were taken out of context. Well, okay, how about this, Breer? You also on Thursday went on the Rich Eisen show. And this is what she said. You got aggregated, sir, about <sighs> what you said. About Bill Belichick, oh, and Robert Kraft yeah, in New England. Aggregation, aggregation. I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it's about thirty percent of, thirty um, percent right, so, accurate of what I said. So put it out there. What, what, are there yeah. conversations about Belichick's future so, uh, in New England? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say what I, what I say what I'd say, Rich, is like that. You know, Robert Kraft has for a long time been. Um, very forward thinking with his franchise. Like, in fact, like if you want to go all the way back to the start, like the reason he got rid of Bill Parcells is because he didn't think Bill Parcells was forward thinking enough, you know, when it came to, okay, where is this going to put us in five years? Where is this going to put us in 10 years? And so he's always thinking that way. And they, I mean, more or less have positioned Gerard Mayo to be the successor to Bill Belichick in certain ways. Now I'm not saying there's anything in the contract or anything like that, but they did get him to turn down a head coach interview in um, in Carolina last year. And that was an interview that would have put Gerard Mayo in front of, you know, one of the, an owner who's got growing influence around the NFL. So why would you do that? Well, you would do that because you've had some discussions about your own future in New England, if you're Gerard Mayo. And so like the point I was trying to make is, you know, and I was asked, like, have they had discussions about the future and the post Belichick future? The answer is yes. You know, Robert Kraft has had those discussions like and, you know, it's something that involved Gerard Mayo last year. And do I think those, you know, discussions intensify 
as you start losing, yes, I do. And do I think Robert Kraft is cognizant of the way that his organization is perceived both nationally and locally? I, I do. I, I He's not cognizant of what he had for breakfast this morning. So how can he be cognizant of what the or what's best for this organization? Oh, but there's more, I though. I do think he yeah. is very cognizant of all of that. And so... You know, the discussions on the future of the franchise are always ongoing. And um, I think they were in January and February um, with, you know, Gerard Mayo being involved in that and knowing that, like, this guy could be the next guy here. And, you know, I think where maybe, you know, maybe a month ago I would have told you, and I think I said it on your show, like mm -hmm. I would have told you, I think the likelihood is maybe he hires a GM and like says, okay, Bill, like the GM's not going to report to you, but he's not going to report, or GM's not going to report um, you're not going to report to the GM, but he's not going to report to you either. Like we're going to have, it's all a bunch of fan fiction. It's, it's, well, it sounds, it sounds like he's making up as he goes. It's, yes. It's, and, and what no one ever corrects him on is I think how much he says, yep. I think, or I, yep. or I feel it's just, okay. Then it's you not, know? you, you don't really know this. You're just speculating. This is all speculation. And by the way, Wow, you think Robert Kraft's thought about the future after Belichick? That's wild. You, you you don't think he's he's thought about that? Like I could say that. I could have said that. Said that I heard that, and I'm probably right because he's probably thought about that. Like who has it? And every fan slammed them for not having a future plan after Brady, which I I bet they thought about that, and I bet they were like, you know what? We probably can't replace Brady. And oh yeah, Brady wanted to leave. Okay, that's all I want to say. Yeah, so look, there's a little bit more. So I want to play this whole thing so yeah, that you know his words aren't his words aren't taken out of context. You know, like those quote unquote aggregators. You know, because of course he's not aggregating anything from his couch. Both so an easy blame structure here. Now it's almost like, can you go forward with Bill at all based on where the roster is, based on you know what we're seeing on the field on a week to week basis? So. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Robert and Kraft and, you know, and, and obviously you and I both know, you know, Jonathan is, um, is, is positioned to be the successor when it comes to the primary owner sure. of the team. Um, those guys have had those conversations certainly. And, you know, I think the Gerard Mayo situation in January and February, you know, made those conversations a little bit more serious. And, and I would think that they only intensify over the last few weeks with, as they've, as they've suffered some embarrassing losses and now, now they're sitting there at one and five. Yeah, I know. With Bill, with the uh, the Bills and the Dolphins before. Yep. A I game, mean, it's one and seven a, potentially. A game, a game like against wrong. <laughs> the Commanders before I see them in Germany uh, against the Colts, and uh, 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 so what? What does it look? What is the? What do the conversations look like? Like sitting him down, like literally RKK and. B squared in a room having these conversations. No, I don't. No, 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 no. I think I, I, I but I do think he's not in the building, Rich. How does he know this? He is not in the building. He's not under there. He's what, been banned what, since what, on to Cincinnati. He, these, these, these concoctions that come out of these national media platforms that, oh, is this happening? Is this happening? How do you know? You don't know. Nobody knows. I think like Robert, you know, Robert's smart. Like, I think he's. I think he's discussed that the you know like it's the future of the org. And again, Rob, Robert Kraft is being sainted here as a guy who has all of his wits about him, that has no, has is have you, is not have you seen the again, guy. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is is 
you know, old and senile, but Robert Kraft is, you know, he's he's got his he's, he's got his wits about him. He's so he sharp. He can barely speak. Organization, you know, so he has those discussions with with different people. Um, I don't think that now I don't know one way or the other whether or not he and Bill have sat down face to face and said, well, "Does that shock you, Dan? Does that shock you? He doesn't know." <laughs> So, all right, enough about him because we because we have a couple more clips from this guy. Like he's it, it's unbelievable how much how much bullshit he spews on national on national platforms and is not like you said he's not rebutted. Nothing, no, it's it's no, all taken at face value. And but it's a giant it's a giant media circle jerk. They all when yeah. one flails and one looks bad, they all circle the wagons. We see it all the time. They say, well, he wasn't totally wrong. Uh, you know, actually, I've heard similar things from my sources. I mean, look, for exa example, with the bill extension and yeah, what happened and, after and, that. And and where and look where they got it from. They didn't. None of the Boston mediates got it. They, they were all scooped out by Rap Sheet, Ian Rappaport. None of them. None of them got the report. And so and then you got then you have all those guys. All those guys that missed the scoop going on TV and radio to explain what happens now after that news. It's like, you didn't even have the scoop. You How do know. you know what's going to happen now? <laughs> Where is this expertise suddenly coming from? You didn't even know that happened. You, this whole time, you've been waiting and savoring and drooling over Bill Belichick getting fired mid-season or at the end of the season. And the whole time he was signed even further along, that so is... good amazing like they they must have shit themselves today when they read that i mean that's the craziest thing you're a reporter for the patriots and you read breaking news about the patriots from a reporter that is not a local guy and what do you pride yourself on i know what you pride yourself on you you get little leaks here and there about someone that's going to show up on the injury report about or someone's house that's on the market but you can't come up with this news because you don't have real sources that actually matter within the organization. And that's the biggest tell of all from that is all your sources inside the building are small fries. I mean, the biggest play, biggest source that someone has is probably a disgruntled player. I mean, it was probably Jacoby Myers in the past. It was probably Cassius Marsh in the past. Like, who knows? Like these guys who something bad happens, Damien, Damien Harris, I'm sure. But like, you don't have anyone in the front office. You don't have anyone in the coaching staff. So all this stuff is all hearsay. And half the stuff you say is wrong. I mean, we all know some of these guys fall for DMs from teenagers on Twitter. So that's the thing is they can't even, they're like, it's like Betty Hill. It's like three stooges. These guys can't this actually report on what's in front of them. This is basically all the media was, was all the Boston media. This is basically this morning. This is what they were saying about Ian Rappaport. Ah! It should have been me, not him. It's not fair. That's basically what they were saying. They were, they were, <laughs> they wanted to be the one that had that because that's a big story. I mean, throughout the entire off season, it's been about when is, is he going to get fired? When is he going to get fired? Who are they going to replace him with? Oh no, and no, now, it's not. It's it's not. Yeah, it's it's when. It's not even if. It's not even yeah, right. If is he going to? It's it's when. It's because. They, they were I mean, ready got, for it. They were so ready for it. They were prepared. Oh, everybody like, was. Yes, this is the year. This is the year he's going to get fired. And again, we said it on the last show. They they don't know that his job security is 
dependent on your job security. So if he's fired, then then that, a bunch of you are gone, especially the CLNS crap. Yeah, CLNS is totally gone once Bill Belichick's gone. That place isn't going to be able to exist anymore. So this is I, I want to play another clip here about the post about uh, him being signed and. This was again Albert Breer again on this was today right after the uh, right after the announcement was made for the trade deadline for the uh Bill Belichick extension. And we got some news earlier this morning that Bill Belichick has signed a multi-year extension with the Patriots. What are you hearing about that deal during the offseason? Yeah, you know it's it's funny uh... <laughs> Again, and, and it's just, it's, and the way, you know, what I hear you know, it's about funny. That, I, it's, it's funny. It's I didn't assumed, know at all. <laughs> it's always assumed that he knows, like they assume it. So this is what, this is what this, this television station does. They fool you into believing that he is tuned in and they fool you into believing that he already knows what happened, but you no, know, he's making it up. He's, this, he's like, you know what? I actually had that news. I just didn't want to share it. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is something that's sort of shifted um, over the course of the, the 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 year. You know, and early in the year, the Patriots, you know, ownership and uh, people in that organization had discussions about what post Belichick's going to look like, and that was necessitated by the Gerard Mayo situation. You'll remember Gerard Mayo had a request put in for a head coach interview by the Carolina Panthers. Mayo. So he basically, he's saying the exact same thing that he said on Rich Eisen, but. We're again. We're supposed to believe this guy. We're supposed to know that he think that he's in the know. Wanted to take that interview. The Patriots talked him out of taking that interview. They signed him to a, a, a long term extension. And I don't know what's exactly in the contract, but what I can tell you definitively is that they did talk about what this organization would look like post Belichick. So there have been discussions at the highest levels of the organization about what this is going to look like post Belichick, which you would expect because Robert Kraft has always been a very forward looking owner. Another thing that I, I think is important here is sort of where the conversation shifted and why the conversation shifted. And people that I've talked to thought that there are changes coming after this year if things kept going this way. And maybe it's maybe it's by bringing in a general manager and restructuring the top of the organization and say having a general manager rather than report to Bill, report to the owner where you have the GM and the coach both reporting to the owner, which would set you up for post Belichick life, too, because that's how organizations without coaches who have all this power work. Well, now you sort of wonder, where is this going? Is it possible that they just decide they can't have Bill in the building at all anymore? And I one thing I know is I, that the temperature in that building is different than it's been in a long, long time. People in that building are feeling the heat and feel a great sense of uncertainty over where this is going. And I do think the fact that this gets out there and good job by Ian reporting it. I'm not saying anybody flat out leaked it to him, but I would. See, and again, another qualifying phrase. I'm not saying he did leak it, but I'm saying he I'm saying he leaked it. Yeah, that was because so he... unnecessary to even <laughs> say that. Like, why, why did you even have to say that? And it, like, why is this the only organization that leaks stuff? There's so many worse organizations in football. And yet that was leaked somehow. Agents, um, agents, safe players, it, it, right. Oh, but he wasn't the only one. Oh, oh, he, to, to be uh, bested and cry literally on the air. Tom E. Curran also was uh, making stuff up and, now they're like again 
They're spinning. They're just spinning like a top and they don't know what to say or what to do. Here's Tom Curran. What are you hearing about Bill Belichick and this contract extension that happened during the offseason? Yeah, Ian Rappaport reporting that it is a lucrative multi-year extension. So let's try and interrogate that. My understanding is lucrative. Of course, it's lucrative. It's Bill Belichick. He makes a lot of dough. Multi-year, that simply can mean 2023 and 2024, for instance. So that extension would satisfy, in some ways, perhaps a timeline for Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo signed a two-year extension as a linebacker's coach at the end of last year. Robert Kraft was very open about talking about Gerard Mayo as perhaps one day a head coach, maybe even here. So I would be stunned. I would be amazed. I would be dumbstruck if Bill Belichick's lucrative extension ran past 2024 and um, I think that that's really what's interesting to me and we're going to get to it is the, the why of this mm -hmm. report and what that means going forward into next year and Phil we've been having a lot of hot seat talk when it comes to Bill Belichick this season what's your reaction to this deal that supposedly happened during the offseason yeah, I would say this, just to use a few of the words that Tom just laid on us there, I would be dumbstruck uh, if... You are dumb, though. This was something that people within the organization uh, would believe that the crafts would want out there. It's my understanding that three people know the details of Bill Belichick's contract. Bill Belichick, obviously, Robert Kraft, and Jonathan Kraft. I even asked if, if Neil Cornrich, I assume Neil Cornrich was still Bill Belichick's agent. Turns out more of an advisor than truly an agent in that for a while now Bill Belichick has been doing his own contract so it's a very small circle why oh why would the crafts want this information out there now if this was something that Bill Belichick wanted out there to me it would be fascinating if if this was a play for Bill Belichick to garner a little bit more buy-in buy-in mm -hmm. is something we have talked about on this show and other guys as if Bill Belichick winner of <laughs> eight Super Bowls in his career, six with the Patriots, as if he needs to be bought in, as if he needs a reason. It's unbelievable, the bullshit. Others, guys, for years now, and if this is a last resort to say to the rest of your team, front office, locker room, hey, I'm going to be here for a while, so let's all get on board with what we're trying to do, even though our record is what it is. That would be a fascinating play by Bill Belichick, if in fact that's what it was. Yeah, that's the clip. So it's all it's all fantasy. But that's it's all the, soap again, opera bullshit. Again, it's speculating to the point where how would anyone prove that you're lying? How would anyone prove that you're right? You know, this is stuff that no one's ever going to go back to and say, oh, hey, by the way, you were way off on this. Like no one, like you said, no one's calling anyone out. No one's calling anyone's bluff. It's like this media unspoken rule. I don't know why there's there's a bunch of national guys out there that could easily have a segment that calls out media for misinformation or just straight up lying or saying, when's the last time you had a story, you know, or you actually had some breaking news. But the funny thing was Phil Perry there admitting there was something else you didn't even know about Bill's agent. He's like, I, I didn't even know he wasn't his agent anymore. He's, he's an advisor. It's like, well, it's probably because you're not doing a good job reporting. You guys are spending way too much time speculating than actually, you know, making calls, asking people the right questions to get it worked on. answers. Exactly. It's it's just getting today, days like today when the national media outscoops them, just shows what are you guys doing exactly? Oh, that's right. You're just saying negative things and speculating about the team. So 
I, I think like this just further proves everything that, you know, we've been saying for a long time today proved that they have no idea what they're talking about and they're not actually reporting. They all, and if you want to talk about guys that need to be losing their jobs, if you go on Twitter during any practice or they're interviewing, they all say the same stuff. It's just 50 times. You got 50 copies of it. You don't need that. Yep. It's like, yep. you would, you just, would think there's, there's got to your point. If we start losing even more or Bill Belichick leaves, there's not going to, there's not enough scraps to go around people. Some of these people are just way too duplicative, redundant, whatever you want to call it. It's just unnecessary. So, and the other thing is we got the story from rap. What else is there to know? What are you going to tell Nothing. me? I know just as much as you do. That's what just happened. Me sitting at home, I know much as, as much as you do. And I think that's the thing that they're all the most vulnerable about is that we have the access to all this information. So it's it's so much harder to be a good reporter in 2023, like Mike Race, for instance. But to be a good reporter, all you have to do is actually report facts. You don't need to put the negative spin on it. You don't have to, you know, suck up to Felger and Mads to get airtime and do so by selling your soul and just trashing the team that's giving you a job. You know, you can actually report stuff too. It, 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 it was just a, a beautiful, beautiful day. And again, you had Mr. Clean, Andrew Callahan over there, just again, fuming and flailing, you know, talking about, well, he doesn't think he's staying there long-term, teams rip up coaches' contracts every year. And again, and rooting for rooting for people to lose their jobs. And then he says Belichick's job security is still the most relevant report of the season. Yeah, no, but the most relevant report is the one you didn't get. That's the relevant report. If I could jump in a time machine and or bring my dad to 2023, like a 70s version or an 80s version of my dad, and see what's happening where all these people are complaining that they extended a winning Super Bowl coach the Patriots, you know, winningest and also beat the Bills the same day and he saw people upset, he would he would want to fight so many people. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's unbelievable how ungrateful people are just you just can't enjoy these things. And it's always like, well you're not going to the Super Bowl. Okay. No kidding. Do I think I'm gonna I, I didn't I never said that. And I don't really expect it at this point. But I always enjoy it as a fan. I mean that's what a fan is. It's a fanatic. Someone that's crazy about supporting something. So you should be happy about it. I mean, there's no other way to say it. I mean, next week, I'll probably go into the game. Very low expectations. Even after yes. that, I'm still going to go into the I think that's better. I think that's better yeah. to not have. And I, I'm it, in a crazy way. I'm, I'm actually liking not have to, not have to, you know, have my blood pressure all the way up because, you know, for the past 20 years, every I mean, game has still- meant I mean, pressure was still up today. I mean, it, yeah. this week, I mean, yeah. obviously today it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit up there, but I mean, at the beginning of the game, it's not like, cause every game in the last, you know, 15, 20 years was always meant something. It, it was, it was always, you know, either for home field advantage or a Super Bowl or AC championship. It was always something at stake. I mean, not that there's any, nothing at stake this season, but it just feels good to be able to watch a game and then know that, you know, the pressure that you watch is what you're going to watch in that game. There's mm-hmm. nothing entailing that. So 
for me, I'm enjoying it. I love today. Um, I hope you guys did too. Um, and and again, media, it's it, it, just just enjoy it because if you if you want the team to lose, then that means you're going to lose too. So, yeah. And for people out there that say things can't get worse, they can. They most definitely can. So don't don't complain about right now. Just wait till the end of the season, see where we fall out. And there's there's even more to be excited about. Yeah, at the end of the season, more so, just for what this team could do. More draft, ton of cap. Um, nothing is going to get you the number one pick right now. I'm sorry. It's just there's no teams out there that are actively trying to lose games as much as you hate to hear that. Every team I wants mean, to win games. There's incentives for it to get paid money to win games for playing time. Like There's so many reasons, and because they love the game, that's why they're still playing. Like, and why, why, how is it even right for the people at the stadium if you were going to tank? You spent all that money to go watch them at the stadium, especially Patriots tickets, and you know your team's going to like purposely throw it in. I mean, that's just, just garbage. Just just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I loved watching uh, Josh Allen. And th- think about that. That's how much this team frustrated the Bills today. When Josh Allen walks off a press conference, storming off, saying uh, "season's not over, but it looks grim" or something to that nature, I, I think when you, when you frustrate a team like that, that means you did something. So and I mean, and yes, the, there were injuries on the Bills, and people are going to take that to water down the win. No, but no. but it's it works both ways. Patriots still had a ton of injuries and probably worse. So especially the defensive Patriots played today with Judon and Gonzo out there, even. Much different outcome, I think. I think it's yeah. it's more of a walk away win than it was down to the wire. And I don't know about you, Dan, but I'm just gonna keep uh going on Twitter and reading these Bills fans that are crying. So that that's making my night. Just drink, just drink the tears. <laughs> yeah. So that's gonna do it for Entitled Weekend. Just a quick one to talk about all the goodness that happened on Sunday and. Perhaps we'll be back next weekend talking about, but I, I know there's going to be this weekend is going to be even more complaining about, uh, you know, one of the winningest coaches in NFL history who won his 300th game, by the way. So, you know, in case people want to water that down, the 300 wins, he's the fourth coach in NFL history to do that. So don't let anybody take that away from him because no, there's only three other people who have more wins than he does. So he's the best coach ever in my opinion and we have them so i'm i'm well however long he's going to be oh, yeah. a patriots coach either this year or next year i'm gonna enjoy these games so um that's other for entitled weekend you can email us at entitled weekend at gmail.com i am at atomic dog 5150 dan is at dan kang 616 and until next time turn off your radio slugs just continue to do it. Like I said, it's just a crumb and just keep picking up those crumbs and eventually you have a whole whole loaf of bread. So 